Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my fantastically talented wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. And before we start, I just want to let you guys know that uh, if you like this podcast, uh, please make sure that you subscribe and please rate and review so your brothers and sisters in the Lord can find this resource faster and have the marriage that God intended. So, hon, what do we got for today? Today we have eight ways a wife can encourage her passive husband to lead. Her passive husband. I'm the perfect one for this. Yeah. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) Uh, aren't I passive? No. They're going to get advice from a non-passive guy on this subject. Yes, you would be a very assertive husband. Okay. All right, so let's uh, let's figure it out. Uh, did you have any guidelines or anything that you wanted to go through, or we, we're just going to shoot from the hip on no, this well, one? No, I I, I've got eight things written down because a, a lot of times in, in marriage or in dating, you know, you hear the saying, opposites attract. and. Right. You know, I say male and female, right. The genders, the opposite genders. But sometimes a couple, uh, a laid back, easygoing husband personality, it could be drawn to a very fiery, assertive gal. Right. Their their personalities are opposite. Okay. Right. Or you could have a very easygoing, laid back personality female married to a very assertive male. Okay, but today we're talking about the easygoing, laid-back husband. Okay. Okay, because those do exist. But it's hard when the Bible says that they're to be the head of the home, and you kind of have this laissez-faire attitude from someone who's not a natural-born leader. Laissez-faire, is that French? uh, Maybe. I took French. I mean, I did still the the final exam so I could get an A in the class. That's another story. (laughs) I wasn't saved. So anyways, <laughs> so we're talking about just that personality that the, the husband has, and he's just like really laid back, and usually it causes a lot of friction when this laid back husband is married to a go-getter wife. So here's how, here's how you could really encourage this husband, and, and even if you're a wife with a laid back personality, we, we're still kind of, you know, take charge get some things done, and it might be difficult for him to lead. So, you know, here's a few ways that she could encourage his leadership. Because remember, this is his position that has been appointed by God. Right. Right. And, And sometimes we forget that as wives. You know, we just want to call the shots. Is, that, is it really forgotten or or do wives feel like God really doesn't know her husband or she didn't he didn't really plan on speaking about his hus, her husband so she's got to take control um, I think it, there's our sin nature we, we do want to control okay in Genesis it talks about that the part of the curse that, that we have living in a fallen world as wives we do want to control we want to be in charge okay so we have that and then we have life we have things need to get done things always need to get done right as managers of the home because that's our position okay so so is it they need to get done or they need to get done in your time frame 
or in the in the wife's time frame or in her her mind because the guy even though he's passive he might say hey i'm getting things done but this is my time frame because we know that you're way you're way faster than i am to make change and such and i'm not a passive guy right 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 well when i when i look at a wife who is married to a passive husband we do get caught up in, and you're not passive, but it just as wives in general, we get caught up in um, the day-to-day, making sure the kids are fed, making sure they're off at school or whatever school choice, you know, the, the listener mm-hmm. has chosen. We, we are multitasking. We are handling all these different spinning plates. Okay. And it's very easy for us to stand back and say, what on earth is he leading? (laughs) Okay, because it seems like he ain't leading nothing. That's what it seems like. But the leadership. I think that's what I'm talking about, though. Even a guy like me, who you would say is not passive. No, Okay. by no means. Still, still, you you could have that comment. Maybe in your sleep, your pass. You could have that comment about (laughs) me. I could have that comment. I remember as a young wife, I'm like, psh. What do you mean he's the leader of the home, Lord? Clearly, I'm the one who's handling the management of it all. So it didn't make really any sense to me that when I'm reading the scripture, it says that you're the head of the home. And I'm like, this isn't like lining up with my reality in my mind. Because I'm called to be the helper, but it felt like I was handling everything. Maybe that's why I am the head of the home, because I'm a little more relaxed. Yes, and praise God for that. You know, every every wife that has a husband who's like, honey, it's going to be fine. That's a good thing to have. I mean, I know the, the there could be wives listening saying, but Jolene, it's not good. You know, things are going left uncared for. Things are falling apart. He's not handling things. And the wife's kind of stressing out and freaking out. Okay. Well, isn't she usually stressing yes. out and freaking yes. out? Yes, and I have and I have a very assertive pers- a husband and yet I could feel like, hey, get on the ball with this because I'm kind of freaking out over here. Okay. So it's a really interesting dynamic that God made the husbands as the head. Because I think that there is a um, grounding, a balancing, an emotional balancing that you guys bring. I, I, I just, just imagine, just imagine two women married. Okay. <laughs> An abomination, first of all. But two women married and the sky is always falling. Think, I mean, just the crises all the time and the drama. Right. Okay. Right. So there, there is this great side to having the male headship there to kind of like calm, calm us down. You know, you will calm me down. And I, I'm thankful for that because I would have destroyed so many relationships. That's really interesting <laughs> because who can calm you down? Not a whole lot of people, you know, but I, I allow you, I give you permission to do that. And so for, for a wife who's got a passive husband, I am sure, I'm, I'm sure he's a strong, strong peacemaker. You okay. know, the, you're, you're a warrior. I'm sure this passive husband is a peacemaker and he tries to kind of like diffuse some things. He might be, he might be running a lot from the wife because emotionally he shuts down right but i think his nature is to be a peacemaker i mean i know i have one son i have strong peacemaker through and through and hates confrontation right okay 
So I would imagine that this this husband with a passive personality, he he's looking to have some peaceful moments, peaceful peaceful times in his home, but maybe he can't wrangle in his overly dramatic or the sky is falling type of wife. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the list you've put together. Okay. And obviously expound upon that. Yes. So the first thing I would do is recognize that God made his personality this way. Okay, there's a difference between a passive personality husband and a husband who is it takes the lazy way out. Passive versus checked out. Yeah. The passivity, apathetic okay. is is passive a, versus apathetic then. Yeah. I get this it. is not the apathetic husband, although I'm sure every wife would view her passive husband as that. Right. One is a personality and the other one is just a is a character defect. Well, it is. I mean, he hasn't developed that. He's just lazy. He doesn't care. And there is such a thing as an apathetic husband, just like there is such a thing as a wife who who has emotionally shut down and checked out. There are a lot of couples today that live under the same roof, but they're living in an emotional divorce. Right, right, right. So they have in essence, checked out. They're, they're apathetic in their roles. Okay. We're not discussing that today. So We're did you discussing, read number one? Or I did. I said, oh, no, I said, <laughs> anyways, here's number one. Okay, number one. Tell him what it is that he's good at and what you appreciate about him. Because I think every husband needs to hear a wife believing in them, in every their position. Every husband needs to hear every that. Every husband needs to hear fact, that. I've said many times that the only success I've ever had has been because of your encouragement. <laughs> With, without that encouragement, I, I'd just be an utter failure. I mean, I feel like an utter failure most of the time, but that's because of my personality. Being well, such a driver, we're never really satisfied, okay? But, but And when, you would think after 21 years of marriage that I have that concept down. But you will still remind me of that, and I'm just like, really? Oh. But that, I think that's just the difference between men and women. It's huge. It's huge because guys feel like... Well, at least I do feel like, hey, we're all alone. We're all alone out there fighting the world, you know. And when when a wife comes up and says, "Hun, you're doing a great job. I appreciate everything you do. You're a great provider." And 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 it doesn't mean that he's maybe doing as much as he he wants to, but you're a great provider. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You know. You tell me one thing you have done for the last 21 years is said to me. It's I, great being married to you. It's great being married to you. You'd say you'd say that at least on a weekly basis. Okay, that's nice to hear. Because well, and you know what, I'm going inter- to interrupt you right now. If if a wife is listening, yes, use that script. It's you great wanna, being married to you. If you want to build your husband up, and you want to build your marriage, and you you want to be closer to your husband, and you want him to start treating him better, use that line. It's great being married to you. Yeah, and he'd probably look at her and go, "Who are you? Uh, who are you? What 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 do you want?" Right, right, and you don't want anything, but it's just this simple way of saying, "I appreciate you, I value you, I I made a good choice." Because how does a husband normally feel? Normally, this is how he feels: you're not doing up, you're not enough, you're not measuring up, you know, you you don't spend enough time with the kids, you don't do this you don't do that that's that's how he feels a lot of the time okay and i'm not saying i'm not i'm just saying in general i mean he has self-talk that tells him that but a lot of times wives since they're they're they have a higher sense of 
of responsibility, they'll kind of, even without saying that, kind of maybe feel that. And, and just to turn around and say... I think because we are the the gender, the the cultivator of relationships, I think that there's a natural driver in us that says, hey, let's do more. Can you do more? Right. And right. I don't think she realizes that the way she comes at it is making him feel like a failure. Because I could ask every woman who's listening to this, if they're a mom, raise your hand if you're a mom. And, you know, all these hands go up and ask them how many of them feel like they've done a good job in raising their kids. They would all say, oh, yeah, I fall so short. They have their own negative self-talk. But we have our negative self-talk as mothers. Okay? Okay. Not necessarily as wives. No, no. Rarely do I ever have self-talk as a wife. I've been a mom now. I mean, my oldest will be 20 next month. That's just part of motherhood. You have that negative self-talk. Okay? And so I think what we do is we have all this negative self-talk in motherhood. And then we look over at you, oh, leader of the home, how come you're not doing these things? Okay, so we're like, help us out over here because we're drowning over in our in our own mom guilt. And you're over there kind of drowning in your own sense of defeat and guilt or shame or I haven't arrived, I haven't done enough. And so we come alongside instead of saying, hey... I appreciate what you've done. Hey, I see how hard you're looking, how hard you're working. Instead, we come at you with more of a critical spirit. And then the the marriage starts to break down. Okay. So let's do the opposite. So quickly, repeat number one, then we'll go on to number two. Tell him what what it is that he's good at. Find something that he's good at, because I'm sure he's good at something. Right. Okay. You you want to make your husband smile. Yeah. uh, Tell him something positive. And, And tell him that you appreciate him. Okay, after all these years, I still try and not 100% every time, but I still try and tell you, thank you for taking me out to lunch or thank you for taking me out to dinner because you don't have to. Right. You know, but it's kind of like you're my boyfriend and I'm your girlfriend and you took me out on a date and I'm wanting to appreciate you had to work hard to make that money and you showered me with dinner or lunch out. How nice is that? That I didn't have to like make it and cook it, clean it and the whole thing. Right. Okay. Okay. So number two, encourage him to take a leadership position, whether that's through work, church, or even in the home. So especially if he's used to being in a supportive role at work, see if there's somewhere where he could step up and lead. And when he steps into that role, make sure you support him. Be his biggest cheerleader, and when he falls and blows it, because we all do, every single human being falls and blows it, be the one who lifts him up and encourages him. Right, because it's always easy to be an armchair quarterback, isn't it? Right, right. So the more a wife does this little act of just encouraging him and believing in him, the more that builds his confidence and his leadership abilities. I believe that a wife can encourage a husband to greatness. Absolutely. I believe that that's just a huge position of influence that, that God has given her. Right. You know? Because when I'm encouraged, I want to do more. When I'm discouraged, I want to do less. Or I want to crawl in a hole and, and just get away from the discouragement. Right. I mean, if I were just always hitting you over the head with, you lousy, no good, you know, you're <laughs> why, why would you try right. so hard? Right. Okay. So... Again, it's just these are all just little shifts that right. every wife could start to put and into then what place. You end, then what a wife will end up doing is turning her heart, her husband's heart, to someone else who is kind to him. Yes. Well, 
she doesn't realize that when she comes at her husband with a critical spirit, you've lost favor and you've lost influence in your husband's life. And so he he's just going to dig his heels in. He's like, why should I why should I try and do anything nice for you? Because it's never enough. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Number three, of course, pray for him. You know, I think we forget that we're in a spiritual battle. So often spouses act as if, you know, my husband is public enemy number one of my marriage. And it's like Doofenshmirtz. It's not your husband. It's, it's Satan. Okay. <laughs> nice reference to Phineas and Ferb there. <laughs> okay. Well, it is what it is. I mean, you got to remember that Satan hates you. He hates your husband. He hates your marriage. He is not in favor of any of that. And there's no way on earth that he's going to encourage you as a wife in any way, shape, or form to be a, a godly wife and to even encourage your husband to step up and lead. Well, the prayer works twofold, okay? First of all, the power of prayer in itself. And then second of all, when you tell your husband, hey, hon, I'm praying for I'm you. Praying for and you. I prayed for you today. Yeah. And I prayed for you to have favor. And I prayed for you to do well. And I prayed for you to be safe. Right. Okay. So pray for pray for for God to give him the strength to lead his family and as well as the conviction to be the leader of the home because again this is a passive personality this is not a natural born leader to just walk into this position. Well, you know what's what's interesting is we're talking about the passive guy. This works for any guy. I know it does. You know, I mean, you know, we're talking about the passive guy but this stuff works for me. I, I, I realize that. But there's a there's a more sensitive, more maybe insecure side to a passive personality right. husband. Right. And and this especially if the wife is the 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 more of the assertive of the two, she's gotta she's gotta recognize, hey, you know, I need to do a little more nurturing in him and in the leadership department because that's not a position that he wants to, you know, really step into. Okay, so here's four. Uh, this is number four. This is the, the tough one for most wives. If you have a tendency to take care of everything in your marriage, you know, you, you just let your husband just kind of slink off. He's and, not doing it. He didn't take out the trash, so I got to take out the trash. Okay. He, he, you have to learn to step back so he could step forward. And that, I think, is probably the hardest if not if not the hardest on this list okay so i'll take the wife's side as a devil's advocate here well if i do that nothing's going to get done the whole thing's going to fall apart so <laughs> so so what's the worst case scenario the, the whole thing falls apart but uh but she won't she won't be dead right right she won't go hungry uh, because bottom line is, if he doesn't feed her, she'll find food someplace. Right. 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 Okay. And he'll be embarrassed if she has to go that far. Right. But right. she has to let him fail in order to learn how to succeed. Right. Which means that she's going to go through a bit of pain because you're one flesh. Right. Okay. So there is this, it's going to hurt a bit. Okay, but the, the goal is to get him to step up. And a passive personality husband is not going to step up if he doesn't have to. I mean, that's just like the 
the nature of the beast when it comes to, well, gee, if somebody came into the kitchen every single night and like, let's say that you hated my food and you decided that you're going to come in and cook every single night. Do you think that I'd get off my can to go up there and, and start cooking with you? Absolutely not. It's just like, you want to take over? Knock yourself out. Okay. Right. I would be totally fine with that. But yet I know in our, in our marriage, the role that I take is I'm the one who does all the food prep and, and so forth. You know, so if you you got so disgruntled with with the foods that I prepared you and you just decided I'm going to take over, I'd be like, no sweat off my back. But I'd have to deal with the Lord and answer to the Lord for what is it that God has called me to do. So women could save a lot of heartache and frustration. And, you know, we, we are such responsible beings, but so many women are exhausted because they're doing both roles. Then I'm like, stop doing his role. Right. So they got to get over. Well, if I don't do it, no one will do it. Right. And we kind of take on this savior complex. And it's just like, newsflash, that position's already taken. Well, here's what I would have to say. If you decide to take it on, then you better take it on with the right attitude. Yeah. And keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You don't take it on and then complain about it. Right. Right. Oh, let me gripe about how lousy of a job you're doing. It's just like, you, you, you can't have both. You can't sit there and complain that he's not leading and then you take over and then complain about that he's not leading. Basically what you're saying is he's not leading well enough. Right. And and, and really that's not, that's not for her to make the call. Right. You know, that's for the Lord to say. Right. So can you have conversations when he does step up and lead or how he's leading? You can, but you can't do that if you're always griping about how he's leading. Imagine if a husband just kept griping about how how a wife isn't following. Yeah, like that's going to ever go over. (laughs) Yeah, how does that go over? It doesn't because we, (laughs) as women, there's just something about us. It's just really interesting because we hold such double standards that it's, it's honestly, I'm disgusted by it. Because I don't see men doing that as often as women. Give me an example. Well, just like what we talked about. It's just like, well, you're not leading well enough, so I have to lead. And then I'm going to go lead, and then I'm going to go gripe about it. Okay? But if we reverse that, and if you said to me, you're not following me well enough, I would be all bent out of shape and totally offended and say, how can you say that to me? I might even cry. I might even want to yell. And it's just like, but why is that acceptable? Why is my behavior acceptable if you confronted me. That's an excellent point. Okay. So you have to do a heart check. As a believer, you have to give the Holy Spirit access to your heart and really say, you know what, Lord, I want to please you with my life. I do want to have a better marriage. And sometimes we just don't know how to apply some biblical principles. You know, who knows who's listening to this? It could be two brand new believers that like, I never realized that, you know, God had set up these roles. You know, God never, I I didn't realize that there were these positions. Well, they're there. They're there. So, yeah. So, number four is really if you've been taking care of everything in in the family, you got to start taking a step back. I mean, you can't have conversations with your husband and say, hey, you know, I realize that I've stepped on your leadership leadership toes. You know, I didn't plan on that. I don't want to do that. I kind of want to change that. What do you think about it? You can have those conversations. Start with just one area. You know, I'm not saying stop everything right this moment because then he's going to be like, what just happened? Right. You know, but I think that there's room in there for growth and conversations, but they have to be conversations with respect 
and humility and not like, well, I listen to this podcast and I don't have to take on all your responsibilities anymore. So I'm out. Loser. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So number five, um, let him know you admire him when he handles things that protect you and the family, because that is a leadership position. I think that we forget that. We totally forget that as wives that you are protecting us. Just this morning, you know, I, late last night you came in and you made all this noise and I'm like, what just happened? And so you told me this morning what happened. So share the story. I heard a noise and I didn't realize that our son was home. I thought he wasn't home. And so I was grabbing the the bat, the the baseball bat that we keep for defense. And I was like, I got I heard a noise. My wife's in bed. I got to go check the house and secure the house. Make sure, you know, is, is that... I mean, when you have someone in the home or you think that someone's broken in, is that something the guy wants to do? No, it's scary confronting someone that could harm you in your own home. But that's, I got to do it. I, I mean, I got to do it. Right. You know, right. I, I cannot, I cannot just uh, do nothing or, or just expect you to do it. I, I got to do it. Right. You know, right. I'm sure that there are husbands out there that do protect their wives and their children, well, but it's such a small thing that maybe the wife doesn't even realize. Well, and we're talking about physical protection. Right. I remember a time when I was at the bank and you were at another store and I'm standing there in line and you came to the front of the door of the the bank and I held my hand up as said stop. I didn't say anything, but yeah, I just you held, were too far away. But I held my hand up telling you to stop. Okay? You had no idea what was going on. The bank could have been being robbed. Right. Okay. You didn't know what was going on, but you trusted me and you stayed out. Right. And really what was going on is I was standing next to a guy who was so heavily, he so heavily smelled like smoke that it was bothering me. I knew if you, if you got within just 10 feet of him, you'd start getting a, a headache right. and start feeling sick. Right. Because I know, I know your health. Right. And I knew that I had to keep you out of there. I was protecting you. And I appreciated that. You know? Well, and, and the husband needs to hear that. You know, a lot of times the wife is like, don't tell me what to do. I can come into the bank if I want to. <laughs> right. you know? And it's just like... You know, a lot of times the husbands are just trying to save the wife some grief. And I don't think that we we realize that at times because our culture has taught us, don't let anyone tell you what to do. And it's just like, the culture just needs to shut up because, you know, <laughs> I married my husband because I saw good. You know, there's good in you. You make me a better version of myself. I'm closer to Jesus because of you. And it's just like, and the fact that you want to protect me, I'm never thinking, oh, well, he's trying to like speak on my behalf. He's trying to control me. That's never occurring to me. Well, just today you said, well, you go, go with me because we went to a store <laughs> to make a purchase because the last time you were in this situation, you, I was somewhere else or I, I was driving to the location but you actually had to like defend yourself verbally with the, the store manager store manager because right. they kept pushing right 
And you knew if I was there, he never would have pushed the way he did. Oh, hands down. And I wasn't even interacting with the store manager, wasn't even have a conversation with him. And everything was being fine between me and the other worker. And the store manager decided to butt in. And by the way, let's just tell everyone, there's not a problem for you defending yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have no problem stepping up and doing that. But... You didn't want to. You didn't need to. It, it's. I have the benefit of a husband. Right. And so I think sometimes as a wife, we forget those benefits. And even as the consultant was working with me, who, by the way, was a passive personality because he's looking to avoid the confrontation. He's just like, oh, my gosh, like, why? Why is my store manager getting into this? And this, this customer has clearly said, oh, no, I'm good. I don't need anymore. And so the store manager just kept pushing me and pushing me. And it's just like, really? Really, buddy? You want to go there? <laughs> and so then when I pushed back, the store manager got all like up in my face and just kind of like, oh, well, that was just so rude. And, and I looked at the consultant and I said, if I were a man, there's no way he would have treated me like that. Right in front of him. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. I And so the store manager kind of slinks off and I'm like, yeah, you better slink off, Slinky. I might even like let let the company know, you know, you kind of cross some lines here. And so then do you know how good I felt when you walked into the store like right after that? Well, I'm like, yeah, my knight in shining armor just showed up, you know, <laughs> don't think that you're going to go come at me again because I got the big bad bear here now. <laughs> I'll knock you down. (laughs) Right. So I just felt protected. And I think that as wives, we we discount that position that you bring. Uh, They can tell their husband, look, I just feel protected when you're with me. And I want to thank you for that. Right. So today we we go to another store and it's just like, can you go with me? And you're like, do do I really need you need to be there? And it's like, well, you don't. But I'm not looking for another incident like what happened last time. (laughs) Okay. Right. It's just not fun. Just like who wants to go shop and be bullied? Right. Okay. So anyways, so let your husband know, hey, you know what? I'm so glad that you handled this. I admire you for that. Thank you for protecting us and the family because that goes a long way. Well, and quickly, uh, that goes beyond physical protection, but it goes on to emotional protection as well. Yes. Okay. So number seven, talk with him in a loving and non-emotional way about how you'd love it if he'd lead more often. Okay. He's just encouraging him and to step up. And he might go, what does that look what like? What does that look like? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean lead more often? Well, so you spend some time asking him and hearing from him, what is it that he could do to, to lead in the home? What does that look like? But you have to be prepared to follow through on what he has shared. Right. Well, she might say, well, what it means is you know, doing the finances really stresses me out. And I want to, I want to turn that back over to you. Okay. I mean, just something like that. I'm not saying that that's the instance, but she might say, Hey, I got so much on my plate that, you know, maybe she's taken on herself that she shouldn't have. Then I need some help in this. And I need you to take this because you are the leader of the, the home of the family. I have a very good friend who is a passive personality wife. And early on, when I met her, she wasn't saved. I led her to the Lord, and then her husband wasn't saved. And then you had, you know, spoke with him and made sure that he got saved and so forth. Well, her husband was a natural assertive husband. Right. And yet, he wasn't necessarily leading her because I don't think he 
thought as she was taking on all this, oh, we're going to do this for Christmas and buy this and do all these things, he wasn't realizing she took on too much. And so he didn't say to her, hey, scale back. That's the emotional protection right right there. It wasn't until they started spending time with us that the husband started to learn from you hey, maybe I should kind of come in and protect my wife in this area. Because I think some of the passive personalities are natural people pleasers. Right. And kind of gets them in a bind. Okay. Because now they've they've overcommitted to stuff. Or they have a hard time saying no. That's not you and I. We could say no all day long. But for some personalities, they don't, they don't want to disappoint others. But then... They end up doing it to where they're now disappointing their spouse because they've overcommitted. So I think if if the wife could go to the husband and say, hey, I could use your help in this. What do you think about that? I don't know how to handle this situation. There's so many areas that she could go to her husband where he could then start walking in more of a leadership position. Well, I think there's even a, a, a time where her Christmas card list was getting too big. Yes. You know, and it's just like, now this is not fun anymore. This is like a huge, massive chore. Right. And and all she needed was for him to say, hey, you know, pick the top 10 or the, the top 15 or whatever. Right. And forget the other 35. Yeah, I think in, in some respects, too, as a, a, a wife like that who's a passive wife, sometimes she needs to have permission from someone to say, you don't have to do that. Right. And I think that a husband could step into that role to see my wife's kind of drowning over here. And I need to tell her, and, and you would even say this, you would even say this, blame me. Right. You know, if you're in a situation that you can't handle all this and you don't want to let this person down or deal my, with this conflict. My husband won't let me. Yes. I'll take that heat all day right. long. I don't care. Right. So there's a lot of areas where a, a wife could really encourage him to lead more, but she'd have to be able to, A, have enough humility to say, I want him to lead. Okay. that I guess that should have been number one, is that you want your husband to lead. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're changing the list right no, now. No, 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 no. So the last one is, and always, 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 extend grace. You have to extend grace because, again, this is not his natural step, but yet it's one that's commanded by God. Extend grace. That is, that's huge because when you got a passive guy that's not used to leading or, or you know, he's now stepping into this role, you know, he's very self-conscious about mm-hmm. doing it right. And so, so when he screws it up, which he will, right, right, you still have to give him praise, absolutely, and, and still say, "Hey, that was a great." Let him be the one to say, "Hey, I didn't do that very well." Yes. Okay. Don't you be the one to say you didn't do that very well? You I told him, you so. <laughs> right. You let him be the one to say, "Hey, I didn't handle that very well," and then you can say, "Well, uh, can I help you? How how sh- do you think you'll handle it next time?" Yeah. Okay. Well, as, but, but you still did a good job. You, you put forth a good effort. Well, it's as unnatural as it is for him uh, as a passive personality to lead. It's just as unnatural for an assertive wife to follow. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we, we both have to learn our God-given roles. We both have to live within the parameters of the personality that God has given us. And wouldn't it be so nice to have somebody cheering you on and extending grace as you're trying to move forward in life? I mean, you and I often talk about uh, the, the Apostle Peter. I just love him. 
he's just one of my favorites. Him and Paul are just, they're my guys, you know, when it comes to the apostles that I'm drawn to. But we look at Peter. I mean, Peter was tenacious, obviously. He was very outspoken. He had an opinion. I didn't, I don't see him as a passive man whatsoever. Right. Okay. But when I go back to the story of he's in the he's in the boat with the um, other disciples and you know they're in this storm and Peter looks out and he's like is that you Lord command me to to you know walk across to the come water to you. right you know and we all talk about how oh well Peter you took your eyes off the Lord and it's just like you know what how many other disciples had enough grit and faith no one else was raising gumption. their hand were they. Right, and gumption to get out of the boat. So, you know, if your husband has a Peter moment, praise, extend grace, and you know what? It's okay. It's okay if he takes his eyes off the Lord or if he misses the mark, because we all do. Sure. You know, when Peter got back to the boat, I don't know exactly how he felt. You know, maybe he felt defeated. Maybe, you know. I'd have been and, so proud of him. And, and the other disciples probably saying, yeah, look at you, screw up. You know. You, you should have you, stayed in the boat. Right. <laughs> you know. No, we, Pe- don't, we don't want them to stay in the boat. Peter should have said, hey, I'll go again anytime. Right. I don't care if I sink, I'm going again. Yeah, well, and here's the bottom line, and I want to cl- want to close out the show with this. You know, our husbands are given a huge, absolutely huge responsibility by the Lord. And, and leading in general... Okay, it is no easy task, but to lead gripey followers, that's not easy. To lead critical followers, who wants to sign up for that? No. Okay. Um, and, and the man, when he married that woman, he would have never thought in a million years that she would have been critical and gripey of his, of his ability to lead because no man would want to marry that. Okay. So you, I, I think about Joshua. You know, here's a here's a timid personality, probably a passive personality, and he's got to fill the shoes of Moses with a bunch of whiny, stiff-necked, rebellious Israelites. So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, pretty good analogy there. What you know, some husbands have to deal with, right? Okay, but he's following in in the shadow of Moses. Okay, Moses, I didn't see as passive. I mean, he had his issues. It's just like. I don't have the mouth to speak. I mean, he didn't want to be the mouthpiece. Well, part of it was that God killed off that generation before he went into right. the promised land. Right. You know, so hopefully you don't want God to kill you off, before, <laughs> you know, because right. you're... He gave Joshua a break because he's like, Joshua's not going to be able to lead these people in. But the Lord told Moses, he said, command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land, which you will see Deuteronomy 3.28. Even Joshua needed to be encouraged. You know, so don't discount that encouragement that your husband needs because it's vital. So those are my thoughts. Oh, it's, it's huge. That encouragement is huge. And like I said, you can raise up a great leader in your husband by encouragement. Okay, now don't encourage his sin. No. Okay? Now, but there's a difference between, and we've said this before, between uh, being kind of dumb and being sinful. Uh, they are black and white. Okay, there's a huge difference. Just because he makes a mistake, that's not sin. Sin's where where he actively pursues right. ungodliness. Well, and we're all dumb sheep. We all have our dumb moments. So right. it's just like, don't be thinking all high and mighty about yourself because, you know, the fall will be right around the corner for that. <laughs> 
So anyways, every husband could use, you know, just the encouragement of his wife to to help him to to lead well and to lead like Jesus. Okay. So those are my thoughts. They're great thoughts. If you made it to the end, uh, remember to review and uh, whatever else I said, review, rate, <laughs> rate, rate, review, recommend. I don't know, whatever else you do in a podcast. Right. Uh, but uh, subscribe. Subscribe so you can hear us in your ear more often. <laughs> Until next time. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel, and you can find me at jolineengel.com.